kind of looks like Tempest Storm and she can dance like a little Egypt. She works down at the snake farm, snake farm. It just sounds nasty, snake farm. Pretty much is snake farm. It's a reptile house, snake farm. Got a tattoo down her arm, it's a python. Eating a little mouse wearing a sailor hat that says snake farm, snake farm. It just sounds nasty, snake farm. Pretty much is snake farm. It's a reptile house, snake farm. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> that's what they call it. <laughs> so the snakes can shed their skin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want him on the show. Ray Wiley Hubbard? Oh, yeah. We ought to have him on. He'd be fun. Family. Anybody know Ray Wiley? Get hold of him. Tell him we want him on the show. Hey, Ray, if you're listening, we want you on the show. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> or any of the other uh, stars that are out there. Hey, you you know the king, so. Well, you know. You know the king. We, we know him. But yes, you know him. I would love to get. Well, get King George on. I'd love to get George on. Well, I, don't, I don't know what's stopping you. You got his. You got his, his, his cell phone. Oh, I know. His, his, all, you got all sorts of numbers. <laughs> all you got to do is you know use just it. Make the make the phone call. Make, or make, that, make, make the text. text. It's just not make that a, text. It's not a. Can't call him. I can just text. Can so just text. But, but hey. I would love to get Ray Wiley on. Yes, I would too. And but George, yeah, he would be fun too. We'd well, be fun just to, just to talk hunting and fishing with and ranching. I would, I would like to get the story how George got into country and western music. He was raised down in South Texas. Poteet area. Hot, hot, hot. Mm-hmm. His daddy, he's about 12 years old. His daddy says, son, that fence back there and down there, and that, you know, that back fence, you need to go down there and walk it and then take your pliers and take some tie wire. We got to tie them fence up because cow's been getting in and out of that. So he's out there and he's walking that fence and he's listening to music or he's driving around in the truck and he's listening to music. He says, there's got to be an easier way of making a living than this. Mm, buddy. Water, sweat running down his back down hey, to yeah there's nothing like walking a fence row with the player pliers and, and the tire oh, and, oh in the middle of the rain that's the last time i did uh-huh. it was in the middle of the rain torrential rainstorm I had to close that, that fence up i've been there and you oh know, it's not fun george sitting there listening to country western music and, and probably then he might probably listen woai maybe it was the country mm-hmm. music then and it just sitting there. Yeah, it's got to be an easier way of making a living than this. And what happened? King George. That's all. I'll, that's where I'll stop right there. George, if you're listening, we want you on the show. And there's just so many different ones, and we have so many great musicians here in Austin. And I know a lot of them listen to us because, well, I've had them fishing over the years. Some of them are gone. Some of them have uh, went on. But uh, some of them are still here. You know, uh, Reckless Kelly Bunch. Right. The Bronze. Mm-hmm. I've, had, I've had Mickey on. I've had, had uh, you know, Mickey in the motor cars. Uh, that's the brothers. That's the little brother oh, of Reckless that. Kelly. Didn't know that. Yeah. I've had them out fishing. Uh, wow. Cody Canada. Had Cody out. 
Uh, was, that, was that like cross Canadian ragweed or yeah, something? Yeah, he was cross Canadian then. Okay. I got a story for you. Uh, cross Canadian ragweed was in one boat. I had, uh, in the other boat, I had the bronze, uh, Reckless Kelly. Uh-huh. Uh, they came in two vans. Okay. Had the bands. Right. And But they had each had a van. Well, we're out there fishing and and we caught the biggest fish, I think. But did what you? they did is the guys from Cross Canadian took a white bass and put it underneath the the front seat of Reckless Kelly's van. Oh. And didn't tell them. No. They found it like three or four days later. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they did. <laughs> I'm sure they found that bad well, boy. Now, then Oof. this, now, this, we're going to go months ahead of time. Oof. This was in the fall one year. Now, months ahead of time, they have a big country and western thing up in Colorado somewhere. Mm-hmm. Cross Canadian ragweed is out doing their stint. You know, they're doing their play. They're, they're, they're playing doing their yeah. gig. They're playing. Here comes the guys, Reckless Kelly, out with a 35-gallon trash can full of horse manure. Oh, no. <laughs> they walk up right in front of Cody and dump it on the stage right in front of him. And there you go. And they says, have fun. We found that shad. <laughs> they found the shad. Yeah, it's not the stuff. And I'm sitting there, wow. <laughs> You're going. Mm. There's so many of different things that I've, you know, people we've had fishing. Uh, remember when they did Nadine here in Austin? Yeah, I remember Nadine with, uh, who was it? It was, uh, da, 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 da. what was her Kim name? Basinger? Kim Basinger and uh, the two brothers. Only the one that did. Uh, oh, oh, Quaid. That Quaid. was Quaid. But we've had, I've had them on the boat, uh, and it's just the stories out there and and the things that I've seen, and I just may have to write a book one of these days. Yeah, you should. You know, it's just, it's the media, I got them, you know, with the names that I've had out there, uh, James Kahn. Well, I had a blast with James Kahn. James he, Kahn, wow. Sonny. Uh, oh, yeah. He was a blast. Uh, remember when they did uh, A Perfect World? Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner, Clint Eastwood. Both of them. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Clint Eastwood is a gentleman. Kevin Costner is as good a person as you have ever met. And Kevin Costner in Yellowstone is, damn, he's good. That's all I'll say. <laughs> you, you heard? Have you heard the third series that's coming out? 1883? After that. What? 1937. I haven't heard about it. It's this one. brand new. I just read it. They had eighteen ninety three in Yellowstone. This is this is the third edition of yeah. Yellowstone. It's oh, he's got seven, and I can't wait. So the guy that wrote Yellowstone, mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. got like seven stories out in eighteen eighty three. Oh gosh, all I can say is just has Bama been talking to any about eighteen eighty three? No, not really. Oh, it's good. Really? Oh, it's good. Oh. Man, it's good. Hey, family. I know we're sitting here talking TV, but uh, if you did, if you missed yesterday's show, shame on you. Go catch it on podcast. Go to the go to the front page. Uh, click on where podcast. It'll drop down. Have a drop box. It says the Great Outdoors. Click on it and see yesterday's. Sh- listen to yesterday's show. It was a good show. That was a good show. Yeah. A really good show. And today's show, we're going to be another one. If you miss it. Well, you won't know. 
if you missed it. If you see, if you miss it, how are you going to know that you need to go to the podcast? Well, just go to the damn podcast. Just go to the podcast. Yeah. And uh, we're going to have Lisa. I almost called Lisa Wilhelm. Hender, <laughs> Lisa Henderson. 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 And uh, we're going to have Lisa Henderson. She is the outdoor education supervisor for Texas Parks and Wildlife, Texas Outdoor Family. You want to learn how to camp? You want to learn? You don't want to buy a tent? You don't want to buy all your cast iron cookware? And you want to learn how to do this? And you need somebody to help you? Texas Outdoor Family. This is what it's all about. They for I think it's now it maybe a little more, but it used to, last year it was seventy five dollars. You got your tent, you got cots, you got your mattress, you had to bring your own bedding, and you had to bring your own food and drink. They would teach you how to cook with it, how to start a fire, how to cook with Dutch ovens, uh, everything. I mean. It's teaching you how to enjoy our great state parks. And that's part of Texas wildlife, state parks. We got to get out of here. Next, we're going to talk to Sean, find out what's happening over on the uh, lake up north. Belton. <laughs> Belton, Belton. Lake Belton and the Steelhouse. See y'all in a little bit, family. And then Chico. Thank you, family. Thank you, Callahan's. him by alligator bait. Tie a rope around his waist and throw him in the swamp. Welcome back to the Sunday Sportsman here on Sports Talk AM 1300, The Zone. Now back to the Bud Light Studios and your host, Ken Mylov. Hey, man, what's going on? Hi, what's the good word there? Hey, family. Well, we're not talking to Sean that right now. We're going to talk Sean next segment. We're going to go to Deep Sea Jerry. Oh, Jerry down at Deep Sea Headquarters, Captain Kelly's Deep Sea Headquarters. We talked to him yesterday, and he says, Hey, he says the fish biting's dang good down here. Y'all just need to get on down here because them fish, you don't even have to worry. Put a hook in the water. They just jump in the boat and give it up. They just out there wanting to commit suicide. Good morning, sir. How are you? Dude, this is this is Sean at Red Dot. For all your fishing needs, go to Captain <laughs> Kelly's Deep Sea Headquarters yeah, that's it. in Port Aransas. <laughs> no, folks, we switch. We kind of switch segments segments this morning. You know, as how, how it is. I I was awake. Sean wasn't. I guess. Yeah, that's I it. Kind of sorta. Kind of sorta. But uh, <laughs> it, you know, I'm going to tell you an interesting phenomenon that I started seeing yesterday. Yeah. 
all the locals are coming in buying bait. That tells you the locals know, my friend, when that sun starts coming out, it starts to get a little warmer. Uh, The water temperature in this harbor Mm -hmm. went up seven degrees on Friday Mm -hmm. with, with just a little bit of sunshine that we're having. So now the locals are coming by, coming in buying bait Friday and Saturday. So that means I need to go fishing because it must be biting out there. We had Phil. They're, they're kind of closed mouth about it. That's like when uh-huh. Ken comes up to the dock and he's got he's got stripers, white bass, and catfish. Uh-huh. And then one day he'd say, oh, "Ken, why'd you catch him?" Thinks he goes in the mouth. Yeah, right there, just north yeah. of the dam. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, north of the dam. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, but uh, yeah, they're kind of closed mouth about exactly where they're fishing. I can usually get it out of them as long as I don't tell anybody else. Yesterday, we had Captain Phil Spencer on the on the show, and yeah. and then Captain Phil he says, "Ken, he says, you know how I know when the fish are biting." I says, "Well, we need to bait." He's no. Before then, is when the grass is growing in your yard. Yeah. He says, when that grass is growing, the grass is growing in the base. Same thing. He says, if that grass is growing, it's getting taller. It's starting to create cover for the fish. And the fish, the bait fish, and the big fish are coming up on the flats in those grass beds. And they're hunting the the, the feeding fish, the forage fish, the bait fish. Now, see... All you folks listening that thought it was because them fish are up there eating the grass. No, that's not the, that's not what they're doing. They're not eating the they're grass. Hiding. But all those shrimp and and even some microscopic things and all those little bait fish. And right now, at this time of the year, those bait fish are small. Yep. Some of them. Yep. Now, we've seen some mullet started running. There were some bigger ones. But most of these bait fish are still real small. And they got to hide in that grass. And, and you're absolutely right because my grass has not been growing until – just the last yeah, few days that's in my yard here. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yep. Seasons changing rapidly. Yeah. yeah. And you know, he's a, he's a kayak fisherman. So the kayak fishermen even see, you know, a little closer to everything and he has to watch everything. He says, yep. As soon as that grass starts growing in your yard, grass is growing in the base and the fish are coming to the flats. He said, and fishing yeah. is taking off. And I'm going to tell you, he's really getting a close look at it because the tides have been low. Yep. I mean, what he low. Yep. The tides were so low, uh, I think it was Tuesday. It was election day because I was sitting over at the polls for a while that they weren't let all those big um, motorhomes. Some of our winter Texans start to leave all those big motorhomes. I must have seen 30 or 40 of them. They go on to the in the ferry line and those mm-hmm. guys talk to them and then they come back around and you see them heading towards Corpus Christi. Because the tide was so low, they wouldn't let him go on the, the ferry. Really? Oh yeah, it's been low, and I I can I can I can barely see this morning. And the floating docks across the marina from me are way down there. So I know when it gets pure plum daylight, I'll be able to see the barnacles and oyster shells up uh, on them that uh, up above the dock. So when the when it gets the tides get that low, they can't go into their slips with those ferries to unload. It's hard. Wow, yep. I never thought of that. It is really hard. It is really hard. See what, and especially, it, 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 they look and see how big something is and what the weight is, but especially if they're towing something. If they're towing something, mm-hmm. there's no way they can go down and then come back up. They're going to get hung, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. on that ferry. And uh, 
And I'm going to tell you right now, there's, there's been a couple of days. If you come out here at the, at the lowest tide, the bows of the bows of these uh, boats of mine are pretty much on the ground. Really? Yeah. They're on the bottom. So it, it's been, and, and see, that's going to change immensely just here in the next few weeks. And we're going to have those uh, flooding spring tides. Spring tides, right. And that gives you another opportunity to get way back up there in that grass where that, where, where those fish haven't been mm-hmm. able to go before. Mm-hmm. And you can get back up there in that new grass, that fresh grass, that newly flooded grass and, uh, and just tear them up. Yeah. Okay. But uh, the season is definitely starting to change here. Springtime. It's Texas. What can you say? And hopefully we'll get some rain. Golly, if we don't get some <laughs> rain, we say this all the time, but I mean, we're critical now. Oh, yeah. We don't get some rain. You're going to, and we keep these winds like we got. Yep. Boy, you're going to start seeing some fires and stuff. Brush uh, fires. We're, we're starting to see a few up range here. Range fires and yeah. grass fires, you know, and, and once they get started, it's tough to put them out. And, uh, you know, we have some areas we just don't. <laughs> usually don't get as, as tender dry as, as like California, but we've got some areas that's very much like California oh, with yeah. all the underbrush. Oh, yeah. Once it gets started, that's bad. Yep. And then hill country, you got cedar trees, and once that stuff gets started, cedar if trees burn like turpentine. It burns. They if, explode just like. If you've never seen a cedar tree oh, man. catch on fire, oh, Lord, mm-hmm. they must, they've got some kind of oil in them. And turpentine. I don't care how green that cedar tree is in that, it just it goes up like crazy. If you've never terrible. seen terrible, if you ever been around a fire least, and cedar trees, it, it heats at least that. the uh, the uh, what do you call it? The pollen seems mm-hmm. to have quit. Oh, uh, uh, we had a high. Uh, di- it was high one day this week. Uh, it? It's just the stuff we haven't had any rain to wash it into onto the ground, and so there's, once there's it starts blowing, it starts so flying dry. a little bit. Yeah, it's still yeah. dry. Now, on uh, the reason ex- the cedar trees explode, now Eric's sitting there, we got about four minutes, so we're going to have to talk fishing here in just a second. Uh, the turpentine in that cedar, the oil, once it gets hot to a certain extent, when it catches fire, it explodes. It just it explodes. Oh, it does. It's like gasoline, like yeah, the old time gasoline, not the new gasoline. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it explodes. Uh, I'm telling you, it's a, I'm worried. I'm awful worried. And I, and, and my boys up there in, in your country there are, are tired of feeding cattle four days a week now, instead of one or two, oh, you got to feed your deer too, same way. And everything. Oh yeah. We're, we started, we, we didn't quit protein feed yeah, at all. No, we didn't, we didn't quit. We, you got to keep it up. Mm-hmm. And when you go to buy, oh, it's not cheap. It's not cheap. Okay, Everything now you got to give us fish anyway, report. Anyway, so so yesterday, mm-hmm. red snapper trip out, caught some really nice fish, really nice red snapper, mm-hmm. really nice, uh, uh, big red drum, oversized red drum, and we don't make the people throw them back. It's legal mm-hmm. if they have a tag and they want to keep it. That's fine. We'll we're gonna bring them in and and they can get it flayed, you know. Yep. And but it was pretty darn rough yesterday. Do y'all tell them those worms that are in those red drum? They're fish oh, too. I tell them. I tell him I I don't tell the guy fishing. I tell his wife. Yeah, oh, those worms goes, are about a foot long. Oh, don't you bring one of those back to my house? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're fish but, too. Uh, That's all they eat is fish. And the feed is real coarse. It's just not good. Yeah, it's not. Uh, but um, but uh, they did well yesterday. But but again, Friday evening 
that that uh, 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 that wind picked up, mm-hmm. and it was not calm yesterday, and and it's too rough to go today. Okay, you got if two you minutes now. That. Two minutes. I got two minutes. Two minutes. Too rough to go today, but uh, we're catching that. And I said an eight-hour trip yesterday, by the way, too. Vermilion snapper, kingfish. The kingfish are starting to turn on again. Kingfish, a couple of sharks, and a uh, uh, little uh, scamp grouper. And, uh, in fact, that's about the best eating fish you can get around here. Oh, uh, yeah. About a five-pound scamp grouper. Oh, my Lord. I tried to tell that lady it was poisonous, and she didn't believe me. Pompano, but, uh, Pompano are pretty good, but you don't catch a lot of those. Caught a lot of what? Pompano. Don't yeah. catch many Pompano. Right. Okay. Uh, I'll shut up but, now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, it's, uh, like I say, the season's changing. The fishing's, fishing's gonna, getting better. And it's going to, if, if the wind would stop blowing for about two, three weeks in a row and a little sunshine, mm-hmm. it would, it, it would be, uh, a game oh, yeah, changer. Be on, be, be, on yep. be on fire down here. Yep. Tell them how to find you, brother. Hey, come see me. If you're going to come <laughs> during spring break, call me ahead of time because I'm already getting booked up. We're at Captain Kelly's Deep Sea Headquarters, and I'm Jerry. My phone number is 361-749-5597. We hope to see it. I think it's going to be fun during spring break, but oh, you won't see no it. I'll be at home. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I may come over, and you're going to have to cook shrimp. You got to come on. Okay. They had some good jumbos last week. This week, they only got the large mix. I don't oh, know. I oh. bought some, and they look really good, but they're oh. not quite as big. Okay. We got to get out of here. Thank you, brother. All right. Thank you all. Y'all have fun. Don't <laughs> get in trouble. Captain Kelly's Deep Sea Headquarters. Hey, family, we got to get out of here. Next, we're going to talk to Sean. Then we'll talk to Don Gordon. Hey, we got to get out of here. Thank Callahan's. Thank you, Callahan's. Thank you, family. See y'all on the other side. Bye. Welcome back to the Sunday Sportsman here on Sports Talk AM 1300, The Zone. Now back to the Bud Light Studios and your host, Ken Mylock. Hey, man, what's going on? Hi, what's the good word there? Good word is we found Sean. We're going to find out what's happening in Belton and uh, all them other lakes down over there. Uh, oh, what's it like? Uh, not limestone. Good morning, sir. <laughs> Tell me what other what's that other lake you fish over there? Belton and Steelhouse. Steelhouse. I don't know why I was trying to think Lake Limestone. Oh, I wish we could be on OH Ivy where they're catching them big boys, our big girls. <sighs> we tried to get hold to Charles Whited yesterday. He's on uh, Brady Lake, and he says uh, he says they got to be some more bass, big bass in this in this part of the world. So he's checking out Brady, uh, which is not that. Far from OH Ivy, it's probably as crow flies, 
40, 50 miles and may not be that far from O.H. Abbey. I don't know what they, I'm sure they have stopped the big bass in there, but right. I'm, I don't know. But he's fishing Brady right now. If I know him, he's probably pre-fishing a tournament. Oh, yeah. So, who knows? But he just, he's on. He hey, was, there ain't nothing wrong with live live radio. <laughs> I got a big fish on right now. There you go. There you go. And we'll get to hear. Y'all bring me good luck all the time. <laughs> Is it a good one? Yeah. Well. Uh, About five pounds. <laughs> oh, you already got it in the boat? Yeah, I just flipped her in. Oh, okay. Five-pound bass. Oh, we're going to have to play some five-pound bass here in a little bit. Yeah. That's good. We got, <laughs> we got four in the box right now, so we're setting good. Well, four in the box, all five pounds? Uh, three of them are probably three, three and a half. We got this one here about five, and then we got one about four, so we're not doing too bad. Y'all ain't doing bad at all. Not at all. So Mama, they give me 14. another sausage wrap and a bag of chips. <laughs> you got a, you got, you're pushing twenty pounds pretty easy. Yes, sir, and it's early too. So, yeah, y'all be coming. Warmed up. Water temp warmed up here. Back and, in the creeks. Yeah, back in the creeks and in pockets. There's like, I'm gonna say possible shad spawn going on. Mm -hmm. Cause the shad's going crazy down the bank. So you got the, they're running the banks. So that's threadfin shad, and threadfin shad will spawn six to seven times a year. Mm -hmm. But in the springtime, that's when it. they make the big runs up and down the banks. Yeah. So it's, that, it's pretty good today. I mean, we're catching them on jerk baits and you know, and little white swim baits. So I mean, we're matching the hatch with the bait and just going down the bank. Are you hitting your bigger bait or your bigger fish underneath those shad? Or are you hitting them? Are you jerking them across the surface? No, the, uh, it's probably like you throw it, you see them, the bait go down and you throw in that ball of bait mm -hmm. and then just kind of crawl it back and they're smoking it. <laughs> okay. What they're doing, those, the, the big bass are more of a kind of a, they're, not, they're a finicky feeder. They're going to let those small bass go in there and injure a bunch of those shad. And then those shad will kind of just kind of meander out or even have the wave action wash them down. So those bass are sitting there, okay, that's an easy meal. I'll just reach over and eat that one. I'll eat that one. I'll eat that one. So what I found is if you drop, throw that bait in there, let it sink, and then just like you say, just slowly work it back and make it look like an injured shad or something like that, and they will hammer it. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's fun today. I, I'm not going to lie to you. Today's one of them where you kind of just hold on and have fun. <laughs> yep. Uh, I liked a 14A bomber bait. Uh, and, and in the blue, black, blue back, silver flash with a little orange on its belly. That's almost the color jerkbait I'm throwing. Yep. And that's what I like. And I caught, uh, also I'd use the 15 A's and even the 16 A's, the 16s are they're about eight inches long, but I caught a lot of strappers on those bait. And when those shad are running the banks, the strappers and the white bass are right there with them too. Yeah, and they're, and you said that right. The white bass are with the with this bait and stuff. Mm -hmm. But if we can get it 
under the bait, yep. like you're saying, and we're going a little slower. If we kind of burn it back, then we kind of get the white bass. But if we slow it down and kind of crawl it back, then the largemouth. Yep. Yep. Largemouth are more of a uh, ambush feeder, so they're going to sit there looking for that bait that looks like he's a little bit hurt from those white bass being in there in a frenzy, and he's going to pick him up. So you just slow your bait down, and you'll catch bigger fish a lot of times when they're running the banks. Yes, sir. And if you want to just catch a bunch of fish, you throw them up there and rip them back, and those white bass will devour it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they hit it like a locomotive. Yep. And when you get one, it's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yep. And I've even caught blue cat and channel cat when those uh, shadow running like that. Or I, I hadn't even thought about the shad running. It's Yeah. It's about March. Yeah. It's about, it's time for the shad to be running the thread fin. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's going pretty good. <laughs> oh yeah. When the thread fin running, everything's feeding. There'll be catfish up there, bass, crappie, everything. And then you got the skunks, you know, the skunks are. Oh yeah. Tell, tell. Cause I picked up Friday, last couple days ago on Friday morning, I picked Alan up from his house and said, Hey, I said, look, you smell that? And he goes, yeah. It stinks. I said, yeah, but that could be the smell of honey, too. That's these, it. What that fish fixes to happen. Yep. If the, if the skunks are out and about, they're out there, and it's their breeding season, and if the skunks are out, guess what? Bass are, too. Yes, yeah. that's completely correct. Yeah. We had, uh, last week, we had Tom Lang on. When he was, we had him on, he says, Ken, got to tell you, we just, we just weighed a new bass in off of OHIV. Really? Yeah. What was that thing? 16 pounds, 16.07 pounds. Seventh, oh, that's at Lake Record? Yeah. Seventh yeah, largest, seventh largest bass in the state. Yep. Yeah, that fish weighed 1706. Yep. And then like a day or two after that, they caught a 1610. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, they're catching a <laughs> Boatload of big fish out there right now. He was telling us about a lake that they're building a further west, and it's kind of it's outside of Fort Worth somewhere, and I don't remember the name. He told us the name, and I didn't write it down. But it's a new lake, and they're building it just like they did OHIV. I remember back in the day when they built OHIV, they had these streams and and draws running through there, and they would go in there and dam up the draws and dam up the streams, catch all of the native largemouth bass out of those tanks and ponds and everything, and then stock them back with Florida hybrids. And now this has happened in the 80s. This is when they did this in the 80s, early 80s. And now that's why we have the fish in that lake that we do, because that's what how he says, he says, Ken, I tell you, how we learned to do that, yeah, was on Lake Fork. Was on what lake? Lake Fork. Oh, yeah. That's how they learned how to do that was on Lake Fork. And now they're, you know, then they got OHIV. Now they got this other lake. It's between Abilene and Fort Worth. And uh, he says they're going to, they're doing the same thing they did with OHIV. 
So that's going to be crazy. What? Uh, so you're throwing a shad colored bait when the thread fin is running. You want to throw something silver? Yep. Yeah, something with a flash to it. Oh yeah. And uh, are you running light line? Or are you running heavy line because of the zebra mussels? We're running ten to twelve uh, pound test line right now. You know, on our jigs and stuff, we're throwing twenty pound. Okay. You know, we've caught a few on the jig this morning, but the majority of everything's coming on that, you know, that jerk bait or a little white swim bait to kind of match the, as the bait's going down the bank. Family, if you'll back off that bank a little bit as it gets later in the day and the moon or the sun gets a little higher and start working deeper, maybe five or six feet, what a lot of times those shad get injured up there in that shallow water and the wave action washes them down and they just roll along the bottom of the lake. Uh, catfish will be out there. Bass will be out there. Stripers will be out there. And I'm out of time. Tell them how to find you, brother. My phone number is 254-702-9218 or they can email me, sonyusan at hotmail.com. Sean, my brother, tell everybody I said hello and be good. I sure will, bud. You too, buddy. Hey, family, get by Callahan's. Callahan's has tomorrow. They're not open today. They have bedding plants, tomatoes, peppers, all that stuff. Get by there. They got them. We'll see y'all on the other side. Next, we're going to talk to Don Gordon. See y'all in a little bit, family. Get to go get your plants. Bye. Welcome back to the Sunday Sportsman here on Sports Talk AM 1300, The Zone. Now back to the Bud Light Studios and your host, Ken Mylock. Hey, man, what's going on? Hi, what's the good word there? Good word is we found Don Gordon, and he's going to tell us what's happening on Travis and uh, other Highland Lakes. And uh, good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. Should I start with a... 1396 it came off lake austin another on wednesday night wow so we got a share off out of lake austin there was a let's see that 1706 caught last week when we yeah, had tom ivy yeah on ivy then there was a 16 something right after that off of ivy that's just getting uh, crazy awesome kingdom had a couple Yes. Ivy had another 14 pounder. But, uh, good it's, gosh. That's big news that we got to share a lunker out of Lake Austin because well, they had it one has last, not been producing. They had one last year. And now we got right. one this year. Now, what was it? About seven years ago when we had five? Oh, we had seven that year. Yep, and that I know it. of yep. two that people didn't put it in the program. And then, uh, uh, Bobby Boucher caught a 14 the day after Cheryl Lunker was closed. 
the one day he <laughs> caught a 14 and it didn't go in. But, I see. Uh, so that was a, they call it a legend. Not back then. It, oh, it, it okay. Didn't go. okay. 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 They, they okay. wouldn't take it. Right. Uh, he called, he called them to, uh, check that that was before they did the legacy and mm-hmm. all the other breakdowns that they're doing now. Wow. Wow. Well, I, I, I remember think, uh, you can put an eight pounder in. Mm-hmm. Even. Oh yeah. Uh, all, what they want to do, they want people to send them a scale. If, if it's, you know, a big bass, they want you to send a scale. The 13 pounders they take, if it's uh, under 13 pounds, put it back in the water, take a scale, and mail it to them. They want that scale. Well, and, they're, yeah, they're they're doing DNA yeah. on that, mm-hmm. so they can see what the uh, what the fish are on on which lake. And they've been working, you know, putting in the Florida strain, and apparently it's working really well, Ken. OHIV is just crazy. I'm probably gonna get in trouble. Charles Whited, we tried to get him on yesterday. And he mm-hmm. texted me, he said, Ken, I'm on L- Brady Lake. I said, Brady Lake, Brady. You're about 30 miles from OHIV. Yeah. Correct. And is there a tournament going on there or is he just hunting another lake up in that part of the world that might have a big bass? Yeah, there, there's a bunch of uh, lakes up that way. A friend of mine used to live there. Uh-huh. And, uh, I looked at a map. There's a bunch of smaller lakes up there mm-hmm. that are just cranking out big fish. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sure that's what Charles is doing. Not going to the, uh, overpopulated OHIV yep. and kind of combing the uh, local lakes around there because there's, there's big fish in all of them. Tom told us a story. He said there was a guy last year. He caught two 13 pound share lunkers oh, over 13 pounds. Two in a year. That's just, that's, you know, send it in your postcard, put it in your, your Christmas card, send it every, everybody, you know, well, the same guy has caught two this year, this year, this right. year, four. And I think he has a third. I'm not sure. yet. I believe you're correct. I think he has a third. He- his name eludes me, but I know exactly who yep. you're talking about. And I said, that guy must do nothing but just sit out there fishing. Is that, is he from Oklahoma? I'm only, I'm only jealous. So. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, the guy that caught the two is Jimmy, one of Jimmy Houston's buddies. Jimmy was fishing with him. Now he didn't catch the 13 pounders. He caught a couple of 12 pounders. Oh, the little ones? Yeah, the little ones up there. <laughs> and, you know, that is just crazy how they did that, how they went in there and, and cleaned out all of the ponds, you know, took all the native bass out uh, and, and dammed up streams and dammed up draws and then stocked all that once it filled up, stocked it back with Florida strain bass. And now the we're seeing what – that happened in the, the 80s. Results. And now we're seeing the results. Yeah. That's just crazy. Oh, you know, they're, they're doing it. Uh, their first pet lake was Lake Fork. Yep. That was the and first they, lake. They brought the level up in Lake Fork three times. There were three stages to it. And they're doing the same thing on several lakes. They're, they're keeping the existing ponds and all. And mm-hmm. they're, they're cleaning them. They're putting in Florida stream baths. Mm-hmm. 
and then they raise the level a level and then they're stocking more bass and uh i know you talked to bob about this bob lusk mm-hmm. and uh the fish tend to stratify and where they're put that's they're home be there yeah that's the, home when the lake's full yeah so so you got fish that are deep you got fish that are medium depth and fish that are shallow well we know that from on buck cannon when we got 30 something feet low and that sandy point and ledge it comes off of paradise point how those big bass laid in that brush right there and off that point no shad would come in there well, they live there, and I don't know if there was a tournament won there or really the, that point made a lot of money for some people. Right. So, yeah. yeah and, same thing. It's all, it's all about the habitat. But uh, real quick, uh, Blue Line Bass Club is going to Cho Canyon uh, uh, this, this coming weekend. I'm going on Friday. But anybody interested in joining Blue Line, give me a holler. I'll give you the the phone number in a minute, but it's uh, first responders, which is police, firemen, and ENTs. Mm-hmm. And we take them all, and the club's getting pretty big. I think there's over 60 members mm-hmm. now. And generally, when we have tournaments, there's 30 teams. That's big six. And it, it's a good payout. It's a lot of fun. We're all pretty well bonded it's more of a family situation Mm -hmm. it's it's the old school bass club and Mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun but it's extremely competitive a lot of these guys are fishing uh champs ttz all that stuff and also coming up immediately march 15th ttz tuesday nighters and i will be uh helping uh brian mater Mm -hmm. run that Mm -hmm. as a tournament director and the first one is 15th of March, that Tuesday, 6.30 to 10 o'clock, $40 entry fee. Bring bring your kids out. Get them in the outdoors. It's a lot of fun. There's nothing more beautiful than coming back into that main pool when there's a full moon and everything's illuminated. I mean, it's it's special. Yep. And we've been catching some really good fish. Uh, some of the guys bringing in big sacks on Travis. And speaking of Travis, I think potentially Travis is going to really bloom this year. It's a little later with the fluctuation and weather that we've had. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think all the lakes are kind of in transition, but I got a feeling the weather's going to stabilize a little bit uh, coming up. And I think we're heading into a true spring, Mm -hmm. at which time the fish get really active. Uh, they've already done that, and they're doing that on Choke Canyon right now. Uh, that lake is on fire. I'm looking forward to that tournament, but I think uh, Travis is going to do that in about a month, and I think fishing is going to get really good out there. We just, Same thing with, with Buchanan mm-hmm. and all the high oh, yeah. lakes. We just talk- LBJ shined last week Yep. with Bass Champs. No, with TTZ. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. We just, 11 bags over 20 pounds. Good gosh. We just yeah. talked to Sean, and he's on the water right now, and he said that the Threadfin Shad, he's got two three and a halves, got a five and a four in the boat right now. 
And is he's, he on Belton? Or he's on Belton. He's on Belton, and he's fishing the shad, and he says they are tearing them up. Oh, cool. Yep. So uh, I know. Uh, <coughs> now, folks, if you're wondering about how to get hold to Blue Line and get how get hold to Don to find out about how to fish Blue Line, here, get your piece of paper, get your pencil, because Don's going to give you a phone number here in just a little bit. And that way you can get out there. You can go fishing with Don, and, or you can go uh, – Fish the tournament with Blue Line. I got to ask one thing: Where was the bass caught out of Lake Austin? I don't know. Was it on the bluff <laughs> across the, across from us? Tell he, them how to find it. Did you. not divulge it. One two seven eight four seven seven nine three. Give me a holler, and Ken, I'll find out the answer to that, that question. Thank you, brother. All right. Good dog. Be good. Hey, family Chico next. Then we're going to talk to Lisa Henderson, Texas Parks and Wildlife, Texas Outdoor Family. See y'all in a little bit. Thank you, Callahan's. Get by there tomorrow and get your petting plants. Bye. Before I get to talking too much, Chico, Chico, did your mama have a good birthday? Yeah, she's having a great day. <laughs> that was a good day. Well, you know, anytime you met, you you hit 85, it's a pretty good day. Oh, yeah, you it's did, a good day. You're having a good day if you make it that far. So. <laughs> and how's Helen? Helen's doing pretty good. She's feeling a lot better, and things are looking chipper. And as a matter of fact, I was just laughing because uh, – um, that song, the, which is the San Antonio National Anthem, mm -hmm. really cheers her up whenever she hears that. So <laughs> that's really good. I love that song. We, we both love that. And I use it to cheer her up. <laughs> good. It's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, with what we had a, a fantastic show yesterday. I mean, and today's really good. Next, I'm going to have. Lisa Henderson on. You were in here when I had her on, oh, it's been last year, I guess, the family outdoor program where they, right. where they do the, where they you get the tent and the cooking utensils and the cast iron and, and show and let you find out if you 
want to be a camper. Right. What a great idea. Oh, well, did. I also see that, um, I, you know, I saw, I looked at that up again because it was really cool. Somebody else was asking me about it, and I told them, you know, you can go rent everything. Oh, yeah. They'll rent you yeah, the whole Yeah, 75 camp. bucks. You, know, you get... Yeah, I mean, and it's not you got to be a newbie. It's if somebody wants to get out and go go camp and, and and needs the whole kit set up. I mean, I think you got to bring groceries. Oh yeah, you got to bring your own groceries and water and whatever you want to drink, but you bring your own food. Yes. Yeah, it's what a great idea. Oh, it is. I mean, and you know, again, Texas, they they think of these things and they put them out there for such a big state. The resources we have. Oh yeah. Are like what a little you know like. Maine or New Mexico, mm-hmm. you know, compared, if you think about it, it's, you know, we, we're well served by, by the, uh, both all, the recreation yep. and the, the enforcement and support of, of the outdoors end of it. I mean, all of it you yep. know, works in Texas. We had, uh, Thomas Wilhelm on yesterday, who's had, who's over all the parks and, uh, we got to talking. Do you know they have a program, this, much like the Texas Outdoor Family, where you want to find out if you want to go fishing, you want to learn how to fish, you go down to Texas Fishery Center. They let you borrow. You don't have to. You don't buy it. You don't rent it. They let you borrow the oh. the rods and reels and see if you like fishing. Huh. Well, that's a great idea. I yeah. mean, I've never had to go there because I've no. always had this stuff. But I will say that is one of the best day trips to think of from anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's a real destination place. If people haven't been there, it is, and you want to plan on it. And if you go to the fishery center, plan on an afternoon, a full four hours to spend there because you, you, it, you along with being educated, you're just going to be wowed yep. with the aquariums and, oh. and with what they have there. And uh, what I would suggest to people Go plan on, in fact, even the, the game officers at Lake Athens are kayakers. Mm-hmm. You know, they're well, they know uh, the waters well. Go and fish the lily pads over mm-hmm. in Athens in a kayak. Mm-hmm. It's an experience, you guys. It really is. You, you, and take a kid, take a child, get, rent wow. them their own kayak and their own rod if you need to. You know, th- that's a trip for that, for that spot of Texas. You know, there's so many of these these ponds that are close to like the fish hatcheries, and they they you know they clean all the bass out of a out of one of the fish hatcheries, one of the ponds, and well, there's a handful left. What do we need to do with them? Oh, exactly. hell, take them over to the exactly. pond over and dump them. <laughs> well, not only that, is there's a lot of tie retire. I, I, I think. Oh, I forget how much of the land. There's a lot of retired game officers oh, living yeah. on Lake Athens. And so you do see a lot of guys that have kayaks. And they're the ones that are pretty hip to, well, if you want to get in them lily pads, you're not going to get a boat up in the skinny. And mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to be quiet enough right. to, to, to harvest out of there. But <clears> if you take a kayak, oh, maybe a fly rod or a, some really good, nice tail. <clears throat> And learn how to be quiet and stealthy. Figure it out. You're going to have a day. That you're was, really going to have a day. We just had Don Gordon on, and I didn't write it down, but there was a 1393, I believe is what mm-hmm. it was. 1393 just weighed in out of uh, Lake Austin. Oh, 
I did mm-hmm. see that one. Yep. I did hear some rumblings about that. One. And last and, week, you know, the problem is, is OHIV is outshadowing everything oh. now so much as it's all that people can talk about. Seventeen six, seventeen oh six, when we were talking to Tom Lang last week. Thirty years. Yeah, seventeen oh six. Then they got a sixteen something just a few days later. Then a 14-something comes out a few days later. Well, Texas is hot, and we're in that spot of the of it all right now. So, I mean, it's a good time, you know, and, before, and you know, pretty soon it's going to be too hot to do something. Oh, yeah. Things. But the fish right now are coming alive. So, friends, it's one of those times of the year right now. Yep. And, yep. I, and again, I recommend it even on the coast, kayaking. Oh, I mean, it's – Right now it's spring break, and now for another on up until about the end of May to June, it's epic on the coast in a kayak, especially if you take a guide. We and had I like Phil. Yeah, we had Phil on, on yeah. uh, yesterday, and Phil was saying, he says, folks, you know, when, when you look out in your front yard and that green gra- that grass is starting to get green and it's starting to grow, he says it's doing the same thing in the bays. He says that yep. seagrass is growing. It's starting to produce a cover for the bait fish, for the small bait fish. They're going up in there, and guess what's right behind them? The big trout and redfish right behind them. He says, and when it starts getting green, everything starts getting green, the fishing's fixing to take place in the bays. Yeah. And I think Phil's in just past his 50th year of fishing the bays and over 35 of those in a kayak. Oh, yeah. It's it's an incredible bit of knowledge, my friends. <laughs> yeah. If you want to. Again, this is this that time of year. This, yep. is that, this is the time. If you want to learn how to be a kayak fisherman, how to fish kayaks in fresh water, salt water, <coughs> this is the guy to go fish with, Captain Phil Spencer. Yeah. Uh, what you learn from him, use it in your fresh water. Guarantee you can catch plenty of fish. It's no, no trouble. No trouble at all. Right. And you know what? Go back and look at the reviews on him because it's the same thing people say. You go to learn, you, you will you will have a productive day, but you're gonna learn a lot more than you would have just getting out there striking out on your own. Yeah, that's it's, what I, it's worth it's worth every penny for oh, the yeah. That's why I like yeah. to have you know, the people we have on to talk fishing, they're not just fishing guys, they're fishing educators. Billy Koshin, she's gonna teach you how to go fishing. Captain Phil, he's going to teach you how to fish out of a uh, kayak and teach you how to fish. You know, these Don Gordon, these different guys we have on, they are instructors. Manny's the same. Manny Martinez, the same way, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. You know, uh, um, Charles Whiten. Yep. Go take a bass trip with that man someday. He's good. (laughs) Again, you'll just be drop jawed, drop jawed. Yep. It's out there. You know, it's out there. They, it, it, we're blessed again all of the picture of texas to me in getting outdoors especially for fishing you know you and i are primarily fishermen you like to hunt i i don't hunt as much as you do but it's it's just the mecca no oh, yeah people, people think florida or alaska and, and that here we are down on the third coast going yep. hey wait a minute tell them how to find you brother we're fixing about a time Friends, you can find me on the original Keep Austin Fishing on Facebook. Again, Ken, all of Ken Milan's stuff, usually I'm somewhere nearby. Or if not, I'm lurking. We're going to be the, great outdoors. Go ahead. Go, go. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, catch me over sometimes in Seguin playing some music at the door. 
We're going to be doing something on YouTube for Pig Brig. Uh, we are. We got to do some cooking. That's all I can tell you. Yep. It'll be fun. I'll let you, brother. Be good. See ya. Then later. Thank you, brother. Hey, family, we got to thank Callahan's. We'll see y'all on the other side. Be good, family. Bye. Welcome back to the Sunday Sportsman here on Sports Talk AM 1300, The Zone. Now back to the Bud Light Studios and your host, Ken Mylov. Hey, man, what's going on? Hi, what's the good word there? When I die, I may not go to heaven. Hey family, we've got Lisa Henderson on the phone with us right now. Let's see, outdoor education supervisor, supervisor and Texas Outdoor Family. I know we've had you on last year, I think. And yes. and Eric was me and Eric was talking. He, he says, "You know, it's springtime. I, yeah, it, <laughs> it, people they start getting in the parks now. Yeah, we need to have Lisa on. Yeah." I think so, and that's when I hollered at you. Yesterday, we had Thomas Wilhelm on. So, now, uh, early yesterday morning, I got to know, was your ears burning? They were. Good, because we were talking about you. (laughs) (laughs) With Thomas, and, uh, yeah, I mean, with what is going on with our Texas parks, how we have so many great parks, and how Texas Parks and Wildlife, they want to – teach people how to camp with what you're doing. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but they also have fishing programs. They teach people how to go fishing. They make it where they can even draw hunts <laughs> in our parks. It's, I mean, I can't say enough good about Texas parks and wildlife. And then, uh, then they have the parks where you can go out and, and you can just, middle of the night and just lay down and look up and see all the stars that are out there and you'll actually see why the milky way is called the milky way and it's it, not because it looks like a candy bar folks it's because there's a streak of milk running through the sky and it's that many stars it almost looks like milk running in water and that's why it's called the milky way but now I'm going to shut up now, and I'm going to let you talk. Good morning, ma'am. Good morning. How's it going? Can't complain. Wouldn't do any good if we did anyway. Uh, <laughs> you know, with what you do, and and I've already had several on talking about with, you know, 
getting out and people wanting to learn how to camp or wanting to learn how to fish and and you know with with what Texas Parks and Wildlife does for people with the Texas Outdoor Family Program that you work with and do it's so wonderful if people you know they find out when they was a kid they stayed in the backyard and they loved it and now they've grown up and they you know we used right. to camp in the backyard and we had a blast. Well, maybe we ought to start camping. We go go to the camp parks. Yeah, but we have to buy so much stuff. Now I'm gonna shut up and let you tell about that part. <laughs> Absolutely. So we we take that hard part away. So if you come camp with us, you really don't have to buy anything other than the food you need for the weekend. So we provide everything. I'm talking about the tent, the pots, the pans, the cots, the stove. Everything that you need to camp with that weekend, we provide it for you, and we teach you how to use it. So we'll show you how to set up the tent. We'll talk to you about leave no trace principles. And depending on where we're at that weekend, we may take you fishing or kayaking or geocaching or hiking or biking. We'll definitely do some sort of night program so you know what kind of animal sounds you might hear or maybe a night hike. Uh, we'll teach you about fire building. We'll show you how to how to build a fire. We'll talk to you about outdoor cooking. So we provide all of that, and it's um it's a fairly low cost. So for a family of six, if they just wanted to come out for a Saturday night, it's seventy five dollars. That, that is includes, cheap as dirt. Yeah, and that includes the entrance into the park. That includes the campsite gear. We stay with you and camp alongside you during the night. That includes all the activities. And then if it's a two-night program, if you join us on a Friday night and stay through Sunday, it's only $95 for a family of six. And again, that's for the whole family. That's not per person. That's the whole family gets in for $95 with wow. all of that gear and all of those activities. Wow. So, and that, that's, that's, now are you cooking on a Coleman lantern, a Coleman stove? Or are you cooking on a propane burner with a little bottle or do you teach them how to do uh, over a fire great question so it, it depends uh we provide every camping gear tub has its own two burner coleman stove in it and we provide the pots and pans and utensils to use on that stove so they're more than welcome to use the coleman stove that we provide mm -hmm. uh, we also teach them how to build the fire and we'll talk about cooking over the fire so maybe they want to throw some foil packs in the charcoal, or maybe they want to do some hot dogs or some s'mores. We'll talk about all of that. Uh, they, they do need to provide their own firewood and charcoal, uh, but we'll have the fire rings and everything like that. And then occasionally we'll do special events with Dutch ovens where we may loan out a Dutch oven. And then if that were the case, we would send recipes in advance and then we would walk them through how to use the Dutch oven and see what kind of fun stuff they can create in their Dutch oven. So we talk about all kinds of outdoor camp cooking options because you just never know with the weather what you're going to end up with. Or, or maybe there's a burn ban and you can't have a fire that weekend, so you have to cook on a stove. So before they show up, we send them a whole welcome packet. And in that welcome packet, it will tell them, you know, sort of easy things that they could prepare for meals, uh, for different kinds of meals or grab and go things if the weather turns or something like that. So they have lots of options when it comes to cooking. Now they can bring their drinks. They 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 need to get their drinks, their own food, and such as that. Yeah. Now. Yeah, they have to. Yep. Bring their own food, and they need to bring their own bedding. Mm -hmm. So most of them probably uh, going to bring a. Uh, well, 
if they don't have sleeping bags, they can bring a blanket or two and sheet or whatever they want, you know, something to roll up in and get stay warm. And honestly, in Texas, most of the time, I just bring a couple sheets from the house because it, it can get a little warm towards the end of the spring. Oh, yeah, I guarantee um, you. So some of those big sleeping bags that you would buy in the store might be way too much for our climate here. So just blankets from home do the trick just fine. Yep, I can see that. And now on cooking, uh, mm-hmm. when you're, you'll tell them, okay, we're going to have a, a Dutch oven instruction you need to bring this so uh you okay we're going to cook a cake in a dutch oven we're going to put a piece of put some tin foil down there spray a little bit of of uh, non-stick in there then we're going to put cake mix down then we're going to pour some um, cherry pie filling over that and put uh, more cake mix on top of it and dice up some butter put on there and put some brown sugar on there sprinkle a little cinnamon in there put 12 uh, charcoal briquettes underneath 12 on top set it over there for about 20 minutes and you have a cherry cobbler you're making me hungry. I know it <laughs> sounds so delicious right now. Absolutely, uh, we we like that recipe. We do another one that's a little lump cake that the kids like, and so we'll we'll just put the cake mix in there, and then they pour in a can of of soda or Sprite or Coke, whatever they want. Really? Stir it up, and then they put the pie filling right in the center of that, and then the cake bakes up around the pie filling, and so they have this dewy. Uh, creamy cake when they when they finish cooking it in the Dutch oven. So that's another one alongside that cobbler recipe that we really enjoy. Have you ever made monkey monkey bread in a in a Dutch oven? Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's so we, good. <laughs> we recently did that at Lake Mineral Wells State Park for their cowboy poetry, their cowboy Christmas event. Mm-hmm. And so that basically, that's just biscuit dough, cinnamon, sugar, butter. You kind of break it all up, put yep. it in there, mix together and then you can add other little things in there depending on what people like but that's that's the base those are the base ingredients that is absolutely delicious oh i'll tell you another one this is just so good <laughs> <laughs> this is my thing now i love to cook and i love to cook in dutch ovens go over here to round rock get uh-huh. you a couple of dozen or get you two of those big monster round rock donuts that they make or get you a couple of dozen donuts Dice them up, cut them up, put them in a pan, pour you a little cream over them. You don't have to put a lot of sugar in it. Put you just a little bit of uh, vanilla in there. Now, if you like white chocolate, put you some white chocolate chips in there. Maybe throw you a handful of either raisins or cranberries. If you like something a little tart, throw you a, a cup and a half of cranberries in there. Stir it up. Let it soak up. Then do the same thing. You know, take your 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 cast iron Dutch oven. You put your, I don't ever put tinfoil in. I just spray it down with, uh, with oil. And then I dump all that in there, put me about 10 or 12, uh, charcoal briquettes. I've got to finish this cause we're fixing to be out of time, but I'm making <laughs> bread pudding out of round rock donuts. Oh, it is good. It's good. And it's good. Oh, it's so good for you, too. It will not put any extra weight on you. Of course not. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa, we want to keep you on for a couple more segments. So we're just, we're going to sit here and talk uh, what we're talking. Family, we got to get out of here. We got to let the station make a little money. We'll be right back. We got to thank Callahan's General Store. Callahan's has bedding plants. Go get your tomatoes and peppers tomorrow morning. See you in just a little bit, family. Lisa Henderson next. Bring, bring.
Welcome back to the Sunday Sportsman here on Sports Talk AM 1300, The Zone. Now back to the Bud Light Studios and your host, Ken Mylov. Hey, man, what's going on? Hi, what's the good word there? You say you're not from Texas. Man, as if I couldn't tell. You think you pull your boots on right and wear your hat so well. So pour me my laughter as I sure do understand. Even Moses got excited when he saw the promised land. That's right, you're not from Texas. That's right, you're not from Texas. That's right, you're not from Texas. Texas won't you anyway. That's right, you're not from Texas. That's right, you're not from Texas. That's right, you're not from Texas. Texas won't you anyway. So I was, I was born and raised in Texas. <laughs> hey, family, you just want to be from Texas. Let me tell you, you know, there's people jumping in their cars and heading this way. And, and then because they hear that we have so many great, wonderful state parks with so many different programs where they want to go hunting, where they want to fish, where they want to learn how to use a rifle, where they want to learn how to boat, they want to go kayaking. We have it all right here. And we have one of the supervisors, Lisa Henderson, with the family program, outdoor family program, and they teach you how to go camping. And they do it very reasonable. Good morning, ma'am. How are you? Good morning. I'm I'm doing very well. Thank you. Glad to be here. You know, we, we talked a little bit ago about different things. And I've, my, I love to cook. And I love to cook outside on Dutch ovens and, and such as that. So, yeah. Uh, have you ever made barbecue ribs in a Dutch oven? I have not. Pork ribs, <laughs> take take you some spare ribs, cut them up in pieces, salt and pepper them, a little garlic powder on there, put them in the, uh, put them in the Dutch oven, uh, then pour barbecue sauce all over them. Then you close it up, put your your you know ten or twelve briquettes underneath, your lit your burning briquettes on underneath, you know charcoal, and then on some on top, and then let that cook for. Yeah, probably wouldn't put ten or twelve. I think I want to keep the heat down. I would only put about eight on the bottom and maybe six or eight on top, and then keep it tested. And then about uh, hour, I'd open it up and look in there, and then start trying to flake that meat and meat. And when it starts pulling off the bone, take it out and it's spare ribs cooked in barbecue sauce. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, oh, it is. I'm hungry too. <laughs> My stomach's crowded. Oh, it's, but, you know, that's what's so much fun about, you know, I was raised here in Texas all my life in central Mm -hmm. Texas and my dad and my mom, they love to cook outdoors too. 
And that's where I learned how to do this. And, and, you know, once I started learning how to cook in the house, then I would take that and use it in the Dutch ovens and making a, have you ever made a pie in a Dutch oven? Now, now I'm talking about a pie in a pie pan with, with, uh, a pie crust. No, I haven't. It work. You can do it. Oh, it's. Yeah, but you know it's 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 learning how to do all this stuff, and of course you can. I told you last time that you can make ice cream in a Dutch oven. Right. I still need to try that. Absolutely. <laughs> It'll work. Um, that's the really cool thing about camping. Uh, we teach a lot of people who have never been camping before, and they're really nervous about it yep. because they think they have to have all these specialized skills. But the reality is, like cooking, for instance, if that's something that you already do at home, mm -hmm. anything that you can cook at home, you can cook outdoors. And so we're just here to to help people realize that they can still do the things that they love at home in the outdoors. And they don't have to have any specialized experience level of knowledge to go out there and have a wonderful weekend. You know, and that's what's so wonderful. If you can cook at home, you just go to playing and and always try to figure out okay if i'm going to be cooking with eight charcoal briquettes you know underneath and six or eight on top the interior you're going to be cooking at about 325 degrees if you want it 350 you put about 10 or 12 on the bottom 10 or 12 on top it's about 350 <coughs> degrees inside and uh so that's how you play but then you play with different things you know maybe you like uh what do they call it the uh the beans where you pork 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 and beans where you pour the ketchup in there and brown sugar baked oh, yeah. beans baked beans you got it baked beans are easy dice up <laughs> eric says you don't like mm -hmm. dice up some <laughs> onions put that in there stir you some more you know put you some uh Maybe I like bell pepper in mine. I put bell pepper in it, and then I will put brown sugar, extra ketchup, stir them up, put them in there, cook them when they get thick and start really almost become a casserole. That's when I like them. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect for the weather we have right now. Oh, That's yeah. Really and that would go really good as a side dish next to those ribs. Yep, yep. yep. Oh, it is. It, uh, you know, it's something that I, I love to uh, cook a lot of the outdoor, you know, our our venisons and our, our quail and our turkey and all of that. Uh, uh, quail, I will make chicken and dumplings out of them. Or have you ever made chick, uh, squirrel and dumplings? No, I haven't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, I won't get into all of that, but yeah. <laughs> oh, I've cooked it all, but uh, it's just, it's something that you learn and you get out there and, and learn it and, and, and then do it. And then if you like it, make it again. If you don't, don't make it again, you know, or change it a little bit, do something a little different. Uh, oh, but I will tell you, if you cook pinto beans in a cast iron pot, they will be black. They will taste identical. They will taste just like a pinto bean, but they will be black. Huh. It's the iron that it, it absorbed oh. the iron and turned black. Interesting. Yeah. 
So they're they're not hurt. They're just black. Right. It's just the iron in there turns black. Now, if you cook enough in there, it will finally just look like a pinto bean. But okay. you got to cook a bunch of pinto beans in a in a pot to make it where they look like pinto beans in cast iron. But that's just that's just. Well, I just want to throw that out in case somebody cooks a big pot of pinto beans and. Beans are black. Come on, Panto. What happened to my beans? They're not hurt. Just eat them. They're black. <laughs> but, you know, uh, and then with all the programs and all the, you know, we have, what, 89 parks? Mm-hmm. And then y'all go all over the state and do right. these. Well, most of the state. We do, like, Dallas-Fort Worth area, the Austin-San Antonio area, the Houston area. So, like, this spring, for instance, we're going to be at, there's, we still got spaces at Lake Corpus Christi State Park, at Lake Livingston State Park, Tawakini, um, Stephen F. Austin, Huntsville, Brazos Bend, Cleburne, um, Curtis Creek, Galveston, Ray Roberts in North Texas. So, mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a lot of parks to choose from this spring if people are really interested in getting out there and learning how to camp with their family in this beautiful weather. What I know we're fixing to be out of time again on this segment. I want to keep you on one more segment, and what we'll do there is is let people know where they go to online and, and get these, you know, get the get the information how to become a part of this, and also how to. Uh, with our parks, with so many people in Texas, our parks are starting to get overloaded, and you have to make uh, reservations to stay in a park now. Right, right. You want to make those reservations in advance for your day entry, and you can use your park pass and make those reservations. Um, so yeah, you'll you'll definitely want to make those in advance. Okay, so we're going to talk about that on the other side of this. I know we're going to have to break here, for and let the station make a little money. And then we'll we'll just talk about I'll, I'll shut up and let you talk here in a minute. How's that? <laughs> okay, family. We're talking to Lisa Henderson, the Texas Outdoor Family Program, and it's a great program. Great program. I can't say enough good about Texas Parks and Wildlife. They they make the biggest bass we have. I mean, when you catch a 17.6 out of OH Ivy, and that's seventh largest bass, and it was stocked by Texas Parks and Wildlife. Yeah, I can't say enough good about it. Oh, Lake Austin, 13.93, come out earlier this week. Yeah. We got to get out of here, family. We got to thank Callahan's General Store. Got to thank you. They got bedding plants. They'll be there tomorrow. Get them tomorrow. See y'all in a little bit. Lisa Henderson, right after this. If my words did glow With the gold of sunshine And my tunes were played on the harp of the strong. Would you hear my voice come through the music? Would you hold it near as it? Welcome back to the Sunday Sportsman here on Sports Talk AM 1300, The Zone. 
Now back to the Bud Light Studios and your host, Ken Mylov. Hey, man, what's going on? Hi, what's the good word there? They're gonna put me in the movies They're gonna make a big star out of me We'll make a film about a man that's sad and lonely And all I gotta do is act naturally Well, I'll bet you I'm gonna be a big star Might win an Oscar, you can't never tell Movies gonna make me a big star Cause I can play the part so well Well, I hope you come to see me in the movies Then I know that you will plainly see Biggest fool that's ever hit the big time And all I gotta do is act naturally Hey, family, we've got on the phone with us Lisa Henderson. She is Outdoor Education Supervisor, Texas Outdoor Family, and I'm jealous. I want the job she has because you get to go traveling around all these parks and you get to help people and teach them how to cook with Dutch ovens and and camp, and you get paid for that. Yeah, <laughs> I figured you did, <laughs> but you know, it's such a great thing that you're doing. You're teaching people how to love our great Texas outdoors. Thank you. Thank you. And we've got some beautiful state parks in Texas, so they belong to, to everyone who lives here. So I would encourage you to get out there and visit everyone that you can. Get you a park pass and go get them all. Go see all 89. I think there might even be more than that uh, parks. And it's from, do you want to go run up and down sand dunes out in West Texas? Or do you want to go and be in, uh, be in uh, Whispering Pines down here in Bastrop or B- Busher? Or do you want to go through a, a mesquite patch into Jurassic Park. Well, that's right over here between Lockhart and Luland at uh, Palmetto State Park. And, and it's just, or do you want to see a large granite dome? That's Enchanted Rock State Park. And the flowers here before long at, at Inkslate State Park, the blue bonnets and the, and the Indian paintbrushes, they're going to be so beautiful. And all of them. And do you want to go out? You want to see a blue bonnet that's completely different than any blue bonnet you've seen. Now, it's the same, but it's different. The flowers are longer and the stem is longer. Go out to uh, Big Bend State Park and look at their blue bonnets. They look just like ours, except they're not, the, the petals and the flowers aren't as close together. They're on a longer stem. And. I'm going to shut up and let you take over. Tell them all about the Outdoor Family Program. Sure. Again, the plexes in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, Houston, Austin, San Antonio. And we provide all the camping gear that the family needs for the weekend. So for a family of six, for a one-night program, it's $75. 
and for a two-night program, it's $95. And again, that includes the tents, the pots, the pans, the cots, the stoves, the lanterns. And then depending on the workshop, we'll teach you either how to fish or kayak or mountain bike or geocache. Uh, we teach a lot. And so if they're interested, the easiest way to find our workshops is just to go to your, your internet search browser and type in Texas Outdoor Family, and it'll pull us up. Or you can go to the Texas Parks and Wildlife main page and just click on their calendar and scroll down to the side and you'll see Texas Outdoor Family listed. But we have plenty of workshops available this spring all over Texas. We'd love to, to have some new campers come out and learn with us. And again, we stay the whole time. So if you've never been camping, if you're really scared about trying this, we just want you to know that we're going to be right alongside you the whole time. We're going to make it easy. We're going to make it fun. We're going to answer all your questions and you're going to want to come back again and again. Y'all going to teach them how to fry grasshoppers and stuff like that? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no the, the pavement may do that with the oh okay but we will not be doing that <laughs> oh have you ever taken a dove put it in uh taken several doves put it in a pan boil them till the meat starts coming apart then a quick easy way to make dumplings take the cheap biscuits you buy in the store the cheap ones and you know the canned biscuits dice them up into into quarters throw them in there they'll puff up and float and when they sink they're dumplings and make dang good dumplings too wow that sounds really good oh it is i need you to create a recipe book for us <laughs> because you've got some fantastic recipes well you know it's so it with what y'all do and and how we have our parks and and that's why i love helping People like, you know, our Texas parks, CCA, they make sure that our families, 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 our kids, kids, kids have things to do in our great state. And it's what's so wonderful about being in Texas. And, and because here, you want to go see a 28,000 acre ranch? Oh, by the way, that ranch is a working, no, that park is a working ranch. And that's out by Big Bend State Park. Do you yeah, want to? Oh yeah. Do you want to see where the north? Let's see the north continent and the south continent hit, and you'll see the waves in the in the in the in the ground in the rock how they kind of made uh, ripple it ripples. It's where the two continents hit. It's out in Big Bend State Park. You have to walk or do that. You've got to walk to do that one. <laughs> I mean, it's it's out of ways. And, but uh, it's just, with our parks, we have so much. Uh, you want to go to see the second largest uh, canyon in the nation? Well, it's, it's the second. Yeah, you know, it's Paladura, but it's the prettiest. It's prettier. Well, I won't get into oh, that. <laughs> and you can see a, t a play in there in October called Texas. And, but it's with what y'all do and how y'all do it and, and make sure that our people here in Texas, I mean, this outdoor family program where you can buy for, for, or not even buy rent $95 for two nights for six people. Is that six cots? So it's cots for all of the adults because we couldn't fit all the kids in right. cots on tents. The kids get their little foam pads, but yeah. Um, 
okay, well, that'll work. Yeah, uh, I'm sitting there, wow, that's good. So I know I'm fixing to be out of time. Give them the uh, information how to find all this out one more time. Sure. So just go to your internet search browser and type in Texas Outdoor Family, and we're the first link that pops up. And you can just go to our calendar and, and find our events there. Or you can go to the Texas Parks and Wildlife main page and click on their calendar and scroll down and you'll see it listed Texas Outdoor Family. And that's another way to get to us. Um, but we would love to have you guys come out and camp with us this season. Lisa Henderson, thank you so very much. We really appreciate it. Pass it on down to Carter. He needs to give you a little more money. <laughs> or maybe you ought to pass it up. <laughs> thank you so very much, ma'am. It's been a blast. It's been a blast. Thank you. Always. Are we almost out of time, Eric? Eric says, yeah. He's shaking his head. We're doing Yeah, we're almost out of time. We're doing radio. You can't see you shake your head. Yes. Yeah, I noticed that. Oh, no. I heard the rocks in my head shaking. (laughs) Two good shows. Man, yesterday's show was wow. And this is a heck of a show, too. Wow, that's been fun. That's Info awesome. infotainment at its best. It is. Infotainment at its best. Hey, Mama Garcia, Chico's mama, I hope you had a good birthday. <laughs> she listens to us in Albuquerque. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. On, on the iHeart app. She listens to it on the iHeart app. Well, happy birthday, Mrs. Garcia. Yep. And uh, so, yeah. And thank y'all so very much. How many minutes we got? Uh, we're coming up on, we got about 25 seconds or so before oh. I start playing music. Oh, shoot. Family, thank y'all so very much. Get by Callahan's, our sponsor, our Sunday sportsman sponsor. Get by there tomorrow. Get your tomato plants, your pepper plants, all that kind of stuff. See what else they got. They still have some onion plants if you want those. Time to put stuff in the garden. Hey, way it's going right now. Prices of stuff. You better get a garden in the backyard. I don't care. Get a garden. It'll save you some money. Family, thank y'all so very much. Y'all be good, and we'll see y'all same back channel, same back place. Oh, by the way, we'll see you Saturday on the Great Outdoors, and we'll see you Sunday on the Sunday Sportsman. Thank y'all so very much, family. Y'all be good. Bye. God bless Texas.